Revelation 13, we were talking about the the actual uh, mark of the beast. How do we know that we haven't taken the mark of the beast? Well, the Bible is very clear about the mark of the beast and the actual number of the devil is 666. And we talked about that last week. Listen, believers, God bless you guys, man. And welcome back to the book of Revelation. We are in chapter 12, 13, and we were, we were talking about the 144. We were going to get to the 144,000, the lamb and the 144. Although the beast from the earth, we also talked about how the, he was coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence. And he causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he he even makes fire come down from heaven and the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he has granted to do so in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. Uh, (laughs) This is crazy, believers. Because we talked about how the enemy in the end is going to uh, deceive the nations. And when he deceives the nations, the great dragon that is Satan will cause, I know it sounds crazy, he will cause the uh, very even elect to be deceived, the Bible says. When the elect, the government, and the people are deceived, a lot of the people, you will see this Antichrist wants you to worship him. We talked about how in Jerusalem there will be a third temple that's built, and the third temple will be built outside the outer Gentile court. We got into that a couple weeks ago, and we will see Satan want to be worshipped as God. That is why Jesus said, if you see these signs, be careful and don't follow. It said, if if they say that there's Jesus, follow me in the desert, don't go. It's a lie. He's going to storm in there and want to be worshipped. Satan will be, and a lot of believers will not understand why. And they were, they, they're, they're, they're non-believers, actually, not believers, but they will be deceived. So here we are. Father God, we come before you, Lord. We ask that you bless this study, Lord, and speak to us through your name, Jesus. Anyone has an ear, let him hear. In your name, Jesus, amen. There's gonna be a lot of deceiving in the end, folks. Listen, churches are gonna rise up. It's gonna be that way, man. It's biblical. There'll be a lot of disappointment. There was a lot of disappointment in my life. There's going to be a lot of disappointment in your life. Churches are going to fail you. They're going to, they're going to come up and uh, say that they're of Christ, but they're really driving Mercedes Benzes, and the pastors are not really pastors. They're, they're fleecers. They, they fleece their hirelings. They, they fleece the flock. They pretend to be holy, but really... They're playing a power game. And they're not really saved because they don't really help the people that are in the body of Christ. 
And so first John talks about if you love me, you'll love me indeed in truth. And you'll give an accountability of why you're a pastor or what you do with your money. And see, uh, non-believers that don't know this, why they, they get upset and they blame the whole church as a unity. They blame the whole church and the Christians for the dirtiness of the church that happens in the United States and in the world today. Listen, God knows who everybody is and he's going to separate the wheats from the tear. And that's even some of their favorite words, why they use those lines to justify the means of taking money from the church and driving these giant Cadillacs and living in the big houses and and. When they're investigated, why they can't prove it because they're too busy extorting the uh, people that are going to their churches. But God knows who they are. We see, we see the rotten wickedness of the end times. The government's becoming wicked. The people are no longer we the people. It's becoming a spiritual Babylon. It's becoming a harlot of the uh, realm of the people, not all, some. The phones are taking over and the computer is, is trying to warp the children's mind and separate them from the love of Jesus Christ. The parents do nothing about it. The men are lovers of themselves and lovers of money. And we see Satan dominating the minds of the believers and the non-believers trying to get them to stray away from the love of Jesus Christ. But we know that Satan is the accuser of this, and we talked about it last week in verse 10 of Revelation 12, when he said, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and, and the power of Christ has come from the accuser of our brethren, who accused him before our God, day and night has been casted down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. Believers, we see what's going on. We see the phoniness in the church. We see the falseness of the, of the, of the believers and non-believers. We see the devil creeping in. You gotta understand that this is his house. Satan's home is the earth. He's roaming to and fro, seeking to devour whatever he can get his mouth into. Whether it's spiritually or physically. He st it starts with the thought and ends with the sin. We have to captivate our thoughts and give them over to Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Well, because you're not saved. If you were saved, you'd have a conscience and you would feel sorry for the person that don't have a dollar in his pocket and he's starving because he lost his job. That comes with conviction. See, believers, conviction starts when Christ is in you. The Holy Spirit convicts you when you're wrong or when you're doing something wrong. What's this have to do with Revelation? It has a lot to do with Revelation because in the end, Jesus said, the love of the many, uh, many people's hearts will grow cold. The love of many 
So many people, their hearts are becoming cold and bitter and angry and sad and mad and frustrated. They're giving up. They're simply giving up and they forgot that this life is just a test of the emergency broadcast system. It's like an Amber Alert. Satan's trying to steal your soul every day when you wake up. That's why Christ says to die to your own sins. What's that mean? It means put away your sins. Crucify it. Repent. Fall in love with Jesus. Forget about your husband. Forget about your wife. Love Jesus more and you will see the Holy Spirit work in your life and you will be amazed of what he wants to do in your life. And it's an everyday battle. Believers understand it. Spiritual warfare is real. But we must sit back and understand that the wheats and the tares are going to be pulled out by God, not us. We got to restrain evil. The presence of pain, suffering, and evil in this world causes some people to wonder whether God exists. And if he does, why? He doesn't put an end to it all if he can. Well, there's reasons. Seasons. Listen, I know we might not even get into this book, but we see the beast of the sea in 13. Okay. Satan. And we see the actual beast trying to deceive the world. He knows time's getting close, so he's trying to divide the churches. He's trying to divide pastors, leaders, government. And he wants to separate this country's democracy so that he can get that chip or get that mark of the beast in non-believers so that they'll metaphorically lose sight of Jesus Christ and deny Christ in the end. And that's not what we want to do, believers. Satan's crafty. He's evil. You know, I've said things in my life, bad words and here and there, and then you get people who say, oh, wow, you're a, you did that. Oh, you're a pastor. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm a sinner. <laughs> If that's the worst thing I've done is said a bad word, then woo! Wow. Wow. Look around, man. People are, are off their rockers. It's the end of the world. But God will restrain, restrain the evil if we submit to Jesus Christ and we're obedient to him. Listen, Revelation uh, chapter 13 says, here is the wisdom. Let him who has an understanding calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of man, his number is 666. You're going to have the time where it's coming, where people are going to want you to take the mark of the beast. Don't do it. Don't receive it. You won't be able to buy food, sell, do anything. It's going to be computerized. Here we have it. Already it's in place. It's a system metaphorically saying to reject Jesus Christ. Don't do it. It's a trick. And you might be thinking, well, I can't do that. I won't do that. I'm rich or I'm poor or I'm this. 
Well, verse 16 says, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no, no one may buy or sell except one who has a mark of the name of the beast or the number of his, his name. And that's what we talked about last week. And we have to be careful. We have to be diligent. We have to understand that Satan is going to come in many forms. The Bible is very clear. Um, he, even, he can even come on a bicycle or even at your door knocking, wanting to read the Bible with you. But we got to be careful because we're living in the last days. And you may think, oh, that's cute, the last days. I've been hearing that for a long time now. Well, guess what? I'm not talking about we're living in the last days, how wicked it is. I'm talking about your days are numbered, man. <laughs> we're all, all of our names are, we're all numbered. Our days are numbered, so we might as well get right with Christ right now and start to, to uh, look at our own lives. Revelation chapter, Revelation 14 says, the Lamb of the 144, I had this dream, believe it or not. I, I had a dream of this in 2011. It said, then I looked and behold, a Lamb standing on the Mount Zion and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many waters and like the voice of a loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing. Their harps. They sing as it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn that song except 144,000. There'll be 144,000 Jews on this earth in the end that's going to be radically on fire for Jesus Christ. Listen, these are the ones who are not defiled with women, for they are virgins. They're ones who, who follow the Lamb, Wherever he goes, these were redeemed from among men being first fruits to God and to the Lamb, and in their mouth was found no deceit. Okay? For they were without fault before the throne of God. Basically, they were like Noah. They were just. They were on fire for Jesus. They were on fire for Jesus. But... The 144,000 were not sinless in their earthly lives. And we know this because Romans chapter 3, verse 23, but they were without deceit and fault with regard to their testimony for Christ. In particular, they did not participate in falsehood because they, they rejected the lie of the Antichrist. And, and it talks about the Antichrist in 2 Thessalonians chapter uh, and, and 2. So they were without fault or blemish because they refused the mark of the beast. And that's what leads from chapter 13 to chapter 14. And they were smart. Okay? That's why I'm telling you, believers, there's going to come a time where the government, people, will try to get you to receive this mark on your right hand or your right forehead. I mean, not your right, your forehead. And we got to be careful. Because we got to understand that these are the signs we're lining up, metaphorically, it's lining up the uh, coming of Christ. It's control. 
It's big time control. So a lot of churches, a lot of uh, 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 churches think that, you know, well, because of the COVID vaccine, you know, uh, well, they want you to take this vaccine and they want you to uh, be under submission to them. They're trying to say that that was the uh, Antichrist 666 number, which it wasn't. And I told everybody it wasn't. But the ones that didn't believe me, the ones that didn't believe me are dead in the cemetery right now. And they were pastors who refused that shot, the vaccine. Why they thought it was the mark of the beast. And so now they're, you know, why they're dead. And they, you know, they had, they died of COVID. Uh, three pastors I'd known told me that they're not taking the mark of the beast. And it was the COVID-19 shot, which it wasn't. They're now dead. And, uh, well, they're no longer with us. And many people who they talked about on the pulpit and said that they, the uh, vaccine is no good. Well, they're dead too. And so we got to be careful when we're talking about the Bible and we're talking about science. Because science is very good. You know, Luke was a physician. And so therefore we have to take heed to uh, doctors. And so, yeah, it was a pandemic. It was a outbreak, a famine. A, a, it was a nasty, uh, you know, a nasty uh, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, it happened, okay? But I pleaded, I pleaded three times with these pastors to take their shot, but yet they thought it was the mark of the beast. <laughs> And sadly, they're gone. So, however, we're talking about the Lamb of the 144, and we're talking about how they were redeemed from the earth. They're redeemed is, they're, they were redeemed from the earth because they were the ones who were not defiled with women. Okay? They, they, they didn't want to have relations with women. They were virgins, and they were the ones that follow the Lamb wherever he goes. They were obedient. They were uh, on fire for Jesus, but they weren't screaming and asking for donations at the same time. They were uh, following Christ to the T, and they loved him so much. And these were the ones who followed the Lamb wherever he goes, and they were redeemed from among many, being, being first fruits. Fruit. They had fruit. They, 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 first fruits to God and to the Lamb, and in their mouth was found no deceit. For they were out without fault before the throne of God, because, see, they knew they, they were obedient, and they, they, they were giving the example of what we believers need to be setting. We need to be like the 144. Not become the 144, because. That's different. We need to be like them. It's a difference. We need to be like Christ. You see, these, these 144 are going to go to Israel and tell Israel, look, we're Jews, we're Hebrews, we love you. The Bible's clear about Matthew chapter 10 where, where the 12 apostles are sent out. And it says, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over the unclean spirits to cast them out. 
and to heal all kinds of sickness, all kinds of diseases. Now the names of the 12 apostles, the first one, Simon, it's called Peter and Andrew, his brother James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector James, the son of um, Alphaeus, and, and Lebus, whose surname is Theodos, Simon, a Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Now listen. These 12 disciples, Jesus sent out and commanded them saying, do not go in the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's Israel. And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely, you have received freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver, nor copper or money or belts, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. A worker is worthy at, for his food. Okay? Now whether, I'm going to get to this, it's going to relate to Revelation. Now, whether city or town you enter, you inquire who is in it, worthy to stay there till you go out. And, and when they go into a household, when they go to a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return to it. And whoever will not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet, assuredly, I say to you, it will be more to, 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 it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in that day of judgment than for that city. <laughs> Behold, I sent you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Listen. Behold, I sent you out as, as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, but beware of men, for they will deliver you up to council, scourge you in their synagogue. You will be brought before governors and the kings for my sake as testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But, verse 19, but when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak, for it is not you who speaks, but the Holy Spirit. Of the Father who speaks in you. We don't have to worry about the sheep and the tares and the wheats and the, the wheats and the tares and the sheep and the goats. Jesus Christ is going to take the goats and separate them from the, from the sheep. We don't have to worry about it. We're put in this world for a reason. That's to be a light to the world. A salt to the earth, Jesus said. If it loses flavor, what does it value anything? Believers... I don't want your money. I don't want your jewelry or your house or your boats or your yachts or your business. I don't want to fleece your flocks. I want to love you. I want to show you that we are living in the ends. We are living in the end and we have to be bold. We cannot allow the church to scare us off, the people in the church. We cannot allow the sheep. and We can't let the tares... In the wheat 
us judge it and tear it and, and, and separate it. Jesus said, I'm going to do that for a reason, for a season. He has us there for a reason. So that in the end, when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord and Savior, the ones who messed us up, ruined us, hurt our feelings, made us butthurt, took our whatever we had, those are the ones that God's going to say, look, remember that person? Remember that person? Yeah, this is why. It's a test of the emergency broadcast system. Life is a test. We got to complete and finish the race, Paul said. We got to put on our armor of God, our helmet of salvation, our shield of faith, and not worry about the watered-down messages of touchy-feely, you feel, I feel so good. But understand that it's Jesus is saying, but when they deliver you up, don't worry. We're going to suffer, and it's a joy. The Bible says it's part of the package. Listen, believers, it's part of the package to suffer for Jesus Christ. The 144 is going to go to Israel. Tell them that Jesus Christ is coming. Get on, man. Get on board or get burnt. That's what they're saying. And I'm not burned, but, you know, get on or get left behind. So here we are where he's saying this is what's going to happen. You see? Verse 21 says, in Matthew chapter 10, it says, Now brother will deliver up brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my sakes. But he, ready, ready, believers, believers, here we are, ready. This is the sermon. But he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in this city, flee to another. When they persecute you in that church, go to another one. Don't stick around. You're not God and you can't fix them. For surely I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his, to be like his teacher and a serpent like his master. If they have called the master of the household Beelzebub, how much more will they call the, those of the household, those of his household? Believers, therefore do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. <laughs> whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And whatever you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but, would, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Believers, people who did you wrong, are going to get burnt in hell if they don't repent and they're playing games. It's not up to us to decipher who's rotten and who's good. We know who you are. We don't got to say nothing. We just don't say nothing. But us believers, real believers, know who you are. God knows who you are. Your fruit is rotten. You, 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 you're rotten and God knows who you are. He loves you. He's going to burn you if you don't repent. That's the facts of this. 
Meanwhile, the 144 is going to go out and they're going to be on fire. Woo! <laughs> you got to get on fire too, man. Get on board, man. Listen, don't let the nasty, filthy churches that are in Revelation, the lukewarm, we talked about that. Don't let them rob your joy. They're good at it. They don't even know what they're doing because the Antichrist is out and he's trying to destroy the brethren. He's the accuser. This is what the verse is talking about in Revelation 12. And we covered it because I wanted you to understand that we're living in the last days and it's not about the money. It's not about anything but relaxing and resting in the hope of Jesus Christ and getting ready for your own death, whether it's a car accident, a heart attack, a stroke, a fall down the stairs. I almost slipped in the shower. I did slip in the shower, man. I was like, woo, I got knocked out, woke up and said, man, hallelujah. Oh, I'm in heaven and I'm in the shower. Yeah. God's like, no, dummy, you slipped. <laughs> I go, oh, not dummy, but you know, he said, you know, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh man, I'm still, I mean, I'm still here on the earth, <laughs> which is cool. I mean, I love it, but you know, I'm looking for the new heaven, man. <laughs> God said, wash out your ears and get out and start being about my business. Listen, believers, Jesus Christ loves you, man. You know, he really does. And we have to separate the lies between the truth. And the truth is there's going to be people out there that's going to sting you like a scorpion, metaphorically, like the Revelation scorpions. They're going to sting you. It's going to hurt. It's, going to, it's not going to feel good. But we got to hold on. we got to know that Christ is in control and that He loves us. And we have to understand that He knows every thoughts. He knows our thoughts. He's got a plan for each one of us. Remember this before we go, before we pray. See this world as a puzzle. God's puzzle even though the world belongs to Satan, but see your life as a puzzle. God has your, his peace. You are his peace. He wants to place you somewhere. Let's be obedient and find out where he wants to place us. You know, it's a big, beautiful picture of heaven. And where do you fit? Well, I'm just part of the sky. Man, I want to be part of the throne. No, it doesn't matter what part of the puzzle. It, what matters is, is we're part of God's plan and that we all come together in love and mercy and forgiveness love Jesus and love others. Father, we do come before you, Lord, and we thank you for this time on growing in his word. Lord, we know that you have a plan for each and every believer out there. And so now we know we give you the glory, Jesus, what you, what you deserve, Father. We don't need any glory. We don't need any money, Father. We don't need any donations. And Lord, we don't need any drama. <laughs> Father, we thank you, Jesus. We ask that you Bless this time, Father. God bless you guys, man. Thanks for coming back to Growing in His Word.